Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Today we have a guest with us from Northwestern Mutual, Mr. Christopher Hayes. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. 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 Chris. For those listening, this is now take two because I decided I uh, did not want to hit the record button. So <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yes. So um, Rangers game was great. Talk through that. Yep. Game seven tonight. Mm-hmm. No jinxing. No jinxing, Bobby. We uh, we really appreciate the uh, the details behind the Grand Slam last night. <laughs> yes. World Series opportunity here. Just going to say that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. And uh, Cowboys bye week rolling out next week. Mm-hmm. And I think Oklahoma's ranked uh, top six. Mm-hmm. Wilson follows them pretty closely, so I just wanted to verify. Texas is top seven. They, See, they moved up in the poll. He can't. He just can't help himself with Texas. <laughs> it just there's just that little, that little thing in there. Hey, they do what they need to do. Yes. Well, how about those Razorbacks two and five? All right, Great year this year. Yeah, oh, man. it is their year. Oh, <laughs> yes, Suey right there. Yes. So before we get into real estate, uh, Chris Hayes is with Northwestern Mutual. And we have the privilege of having him on to kind of explain the importance of life insurance and and what it is and uh, how it can be important to everyone in their life. So, uh, Chris, let's kind of let you take it from here and and roll with it. Sure. So, oftentimes in real estate, and I'll, I'll blend the two, you know, since this is a primarily real estate podcast. Um. You know, a lot of young families will purchase, you know, their first home, second home, third home, uh, ETC, right? And so that's a big debt to take on. And so uh, what we normally recommend for our younger clients in that situation is purchase uh, any form of life insurance, depending on your budget, uh, that will cover you know, the mortgages uh, or the mortgage that you have on your balance sheet. Um, so that way you can allow the other spouse, if one of you were to pass away, to be able to cover that debt, right? And live as financially free as possible and be able to mourn that spouse properly, you know, and not have to go back to work the very next day. Yeah. Now, there are two different types of life insurance. There is a whole and term. What what are those differences? Yeah, so terms basically like renting in an apartment to where you have that policy for as long as the lease. Normally it's, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, depending on which one you purchase. The issue is um, when that policy cancels, you get no money back, right? Or that's typically the way it's done. Now, it's also cheap. So most young families tend to gravitate towards the term because they can get more for the money. Gotcha. Mm. Now, as time goes on, 
you're going to want to build equity into something, right? To where permanent life insurance is a lot like buying a house, to where as you continue to pay those payments, the death benefit grows, aka your home's value, as well as the equity, aka the cash value in the policy, right? Which you can use while you're still living. Gotcha. So for those that aren't aware of life insurance or the uh, costs associated with it, what's just an average number, you know, contingent upon being approved for, let's say, a million dollar policy for someone in their uh, mid 20s or real early 30s? Yeah. So as long as you're healthy um, and in a good height and weight range. I mean, you could probably get a million bucks for somewhere in the 40 to 45 a month for men wow. yeah, about 35 for women. So fairly inexpensive relative to the average lifestyle around the area. Right. Maybe like three of my wife's Starbucks drinks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's very true right there. Um, Got to add all the extras. Yeah, that is <laughs> preaching it over here. Um, that's good. So you've got life insurance policies. So you have a whole life and a term. Let's say that, you know, there is no death associated with my family. Um, but I get injured and I'm not able to work for years and years and years. What type of product do y'all offer, uh, to assist and help in that type of situation? Yeah. So there's, uh, private long-term disability insurance. So most of the time, our clients will have long-term disability uh, coverage through their employers. Uh, But 99% of the time, I see it's 60% of what they make. And it's only on your base salary. So if you have any commissions or bonuses at the end of each year or every month, then those are typically not covered. Mm. And so what we'll do is come in and audit what part of their income is, is covered versus not covered and then suggest they uh, purchase a plan to replace the income that their group policy is not protected. Gotcha. So if a family is growing and they're going to have their uh, first child, do y'all offer uh, policies for really young children or newborns? Yeah, so uh, we kind of refer to them as, as kid policies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's kind of industry jargon, but essentially, uh, and I have some or two policies actually for my son, Steel. And the reason why we purchase those for uh, my wife and I's son is not necessarily for worst case scenario, but it's there if, if God forbid that happens. The main reason why you know we purchased them for our son is because Northwestern Mutual at age 22 allows my son Steele to purchase an additional million dollars of life insurance without ever having to go through underwriting. Ever. Wow. 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 That's pretty phenomenal. That's big. Yeah. And he gets to purchase at the same price of when he signed up. Oh, my goodness. AKA 10 days old. Mm. Oh, that's okay. So. And he can do that all the way. It's it's he can purchase a hundred thousand every three years after the age of twenty two for a total of like eight times. God. Wow, man, 
So outside of the insurance policies, terms, death benefits, et cetera, is there another branch that y'all offer for like financial investing, like kind of a one-stop shop? Yeah. So we're also a full service wealth management firm as well. Um, and we're a broker, which means we don't have proprietary Northwestern mutual investment funds. It's all, you know, MVP all-star lists of investments, right? So Fidelity, BlackRock, Vanguard, iShares, uh, Russell, American funds, you name it, right? We're out there going, getting the best funds that are producing as possible and combining those into a diversified portfolio. And also adding on to that, we're going to build a customized financial plan um, that includes the insurance, that includes the investments, uh, you know, wills and estates or a state attorney we can introduce you to. Gotcha. Uh, and audit basically your whole life. Wow. Now that, now that you're talking about wills and estates, you're kind of in, in my ballpark. Um, Chris, do you do anything like an annuity or anything like that? Because I'm looking at, you know, if it, I'm not going to, Brandon, but let's say I want to retire in 10 or 15 years. Ain't happening. I sure. want some more income coming in. Uh, that's sure. important to me. So can you kind of talk about that policy? Yeah. So annuities are great. Uh, we, we provide a fantastic option. Um, the issue is you have to be very, very careful about which company you go with. Mm -hmm. And you have to also fully understand that once you put the money in, it's gone as in it's locked. Right. So I would highly encourage anyone that's looking at an annuity. They're fantastic products, but make sure it's from a recommendation from a financial plan and not just someone telling you, Oh, you have 500,000 and a 401k. An annuity is a great option. Well, <laughs> how do you know that? Yeah. You know? And so normally for annuity recommendations, uh, we normally will tally up your social security expected as well as uh, any other fixed income options that you have coming in mailbox money. Mm-hmm. And then we'll uh, run through estimated retirement expenses with you. Uh-huh. And we'll try and match that uh, monthly expense number with mailbox money if we can. And that could include annuities, social security, pensions, ETC. Uh-huh. So that that gives us the freedom to go and invest in the 401k, IRAs, brokerage accounts a lot more aggressively because I mean, ten percent on a million dollars—that's hundred grand. Yeah, that's significant, right? Versus four or five, because we can't take the risk. Sure, and this seems like something that can go up and down in value over time. This is a long-term play. So, if those investments go down a little bit, it's not time to panic and, and be calling you. It's just hang on; it'll it'll turn around, right? Right, because you got mailbox money coming in, yeah. whether or not the market goes up or down. Yeah, and so the bills are paid. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's cool. Okay. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. Well, good. This is all good stuff. So we appreciate you being on here, Chris. And if anyone wants to contact you, what's the best way to go about doing that? Probably to send me an email uh, at chris.hayes at nm.com. And that's H-A-Y-E-S. Just shoot me an email. um, And if 
of course, we can have a conversation, uh, see if we're a good fit working together, answer any questions you may have, and kind of go from there. Great. Awesome, brother. Well, we appreciate you coming on and being with us and yeah, very thankful you. to have you on the show. And uh, again, that's Chris Hayes with Northwestern Mutual. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for the invite. Y'all have a great day. You too. too. Bye-bye. Love that guy. Super nice. He sure is. You introduced me to him about four years ago, Brandon, at a a clay shoot. And, Mm -hmm. uh, man, he's the most easygoing, nice guy. You know, didn't judge me how badly I was doing at (laughs) shooting clay. He he was very encouraging and just a – I think he's mature beyond his young age. He's just a great guy. Nice. He is. He's like a younger version of Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> they both got the beards going on. That's right. <laughs> they do. That's pretty good. All right. Real estate. How are we looking? Oh, man. Well, the deeper into fall we get, these numbers are making sense. So, you know, inventory in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is kind of tight, and the numbers are showing that. So from the last time we got together 12 days ago, um, the number of new listings is down 3%. We're down to about 2,840. Um, also, all the homes that are on the market, um, they're overpriced. They're overpriced, uh, and they're just not selling. And mm-hmm. you know, interest rates, which Bobby will talk about in a minute, is driving this. But um, up 7% from a couple of weeks ago to 3,800 is the price decreases. Wow. So that's a pretty big number. Uh, I'm looking back over over the course of um, looking at um, my past history, and I don't see anything that high. So this is the highest since we've been doing this going back into late 2021. Really? So a lot of price decreases. Wow. Uh, as Brandon talked about on our last um, podcast, you don't always have to lower your price. Yeah. Offer concessions. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good way to go. So um, anyway, it is what it is. As far as pending and closed, well, the homes that are priced appropriately are getting sold. We're up 9% over a couple of weeks ago. There we go. Yep, so 3500 to 3800 uh, now. So homes are still closing. We are uh, getting to the closing table. I have a closing on Wednesday. Um, that was a, an original listing price of 575 We are going to close at 515 So um, that's the kind of market we have. Yeah, the yeah. prices are coming down, but uh, incentives as well. Rates, Bobby, how are we going? Well, so right now, do you want to guess? 7.76. No. 8.01. Oh, get out of here. Stop it. <clears throat> yep. Get out of here. 8.01. So that's, that's got to be the uh, the driving factor behind the price decreases people are just trying to get the same house that they have been looking for for the same monthly that they've been looking at mm-hmm. um but as interest rates go up your month is going up too oh wow yeah it as does so goodness yeah which will actually segue us into this next uh, the the article that that uh, we've got pulled up here um just the income that you need to afford a medium priced home in like the DFW area. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah. Brandon sent, us, uh, sent this to us a few days ago. Um, a very interesting uh, article. So over like the last year or so, median home prices have gone up about 15%, which is equal to around 15,000 or so. Mm, okay. Um, 
but with that, the wages have only gone up roughly 5%. Mm. So 10% deficit. Yeah. And in the world of housing, you know, purchasing homes, affordable, quote unquote, uh, uh, the, uh, the the month on your house must not exceed what like thirty percent of your income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure I'm phrasing that right. <clears throat> debt to income, right? Yeah, your debt to income ratio can't exceed thirty percent of of your income. Um, and interest rates going up greatly uh, affects that. It does. Um, you know, looking at some of these prices and thinking about uh, mine and mine and my wife's combined income versus uh, what we're seeing here is is definitely uh, interesting given that we locked in, I think, like 3.7%. Oh, nice. Um, so in Dallas, the median home cost is 425000 Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. I can't imagine. I remember when I first got into the business, it was like two twenty-five, yeah. two 230s. Yeah. When I joined in, in, uh, in 2014, it was roughly 230 240 Wow. Um, My goodness. And so to make that affordable you have to be making a little over uh almost 116 grand a year 116 116 that's per family right yeah two of y'all okay yeah i mean ideally for two people that that's that's doable mm-hmm. um yeah assuming that both of you have decent jobs like probably not fast right. food that kind of stuff <laughs> right right um or blue collar mhm but uh goodness yeah. Um, in Fort Worth, uh, the median home cost is a little bit more uh, uh, to where we would have expected things to be right now, which is around 360 Okay. And to afford that, you need to be making a little over 98000 mm. mm. Now, Austin, <laughs> the median home price is uh, a little over $460,000. Okay. They can keep it. Yeah. Huh. Um it's almost four sixty three. And to afford that you need to be making roughly one thirty. Mm. A year. So just a little bit more than D- Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, not too much more, but still significant enough. Yeah. I still think that bubble's gonna break soon. I think Austin's overpriced. Yeah. It's I hate to phrase it this way, but it's Austin is Texas is California. Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful area yeah there's a lot of really neat things to do a lot of quirky folks yeah but everything's getting really expensive out there yeah you're right and even in the article it goes a little further and it has some interesting different stats on some of these other things it says the housing market has experienced underbuilding with a shortage of 3.5 million to over five million dollar homes Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I do too. Interesting why they say there's an underbuilding in that high luxury range is because I think there's been a lot of money that has come into the area mm-hmm. from a lot of reloads where maybe three and a half to $5 million for a home from where people are coming from isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, West Coast. I mm-hmm. Mean, mm-hmm. Over there, it's not too uncommon. Right. Yeah. So there's a huge demand for that. When I went and visited uh, a friend of the family back when I was 11 or 12, he had a two-bedroom house that was maybe 1,200 square feet, and uh, and he had maybe a little under a quarter acre, 
and he had uh, back then he had paid i think like 1.2 million dollars for that house <laughs> oh, wow and i mean it didn't have air conditioning it, it's uh <laughs> oh man it was one of those places that you know at night you wanted the house to cool off you open the doors and windows um and stuff like that and it, it was a but it didn't have any like luxury features. It looked like, you know, the average house you'd you'd find in like South Dallas just mm-hmm. kept up. Goodness. Um And what part of town or what part of the state was that? I would need to go back and, and ask him. Yeah. Um I wanna say we were closer to a city. Okay. For sure. But um Probably either L.A. or it, San Francisco. It, it was in the it was in a, the slightly northern part. Because oh, okay. I know when we went to the beach, it was cold water. Oh, okay. So yeah, but uh, wow, but man, I mean, you know, if you have a house like that and you hold on to it for several years and then you move out of California, mm-hmm. I mean, your value has gone up a crazy amount. Yep, something down here is you're gonna be looking around saying, "Oh wow, I can afford a mansion with a ranch." Yeah, I tell you, that's got me thinking about capital gains. Sure, I wonder if it's the same limitation. In California, is it, it, that's a national policy. I mean, that's an IRS. Unless they put, like, I know Cali did a deal in April of this year where they put an additional 4% tax exclusive to L.A. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember that? I where remember if, if your house that. was $5 million mm-hmm. or more, you had to pay an extra 4% at closing. That's right. To, I'm going to quote them, to take care of the homeless, end quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it was over $10 million, I think it was like an 8% additional closing tax. So there are cities and states that have like exclusive taxation That's true. set aside from capital gains. But man, if, if there were, cap- were capital gains in that scenario with, and you had a $10 million house plus yeah. your 8% plus your realtor plus closing, yeah, I mean, you're goodbye not equity. With, yeah, you're not coming away with much. Man. So it kind of landlocks you. <laughs> wow. So to summarize, though, we hear, we you know we go through these stats every time we have a podcast, and um, obviously things are at an all time high rate wise. Okay, and you know the market's definitely a lot different than it was a couple years ago or five years for that matter, right? But there are people that are seeing a lot of transactions, mm-hmm. right? So they're going, okay, well, we hear all this stuff, Brandon, Wilson, and Bobby, but why are people still doing deals? How are they still doing deals, right? Not to sound like a broken record, but it still is a good time to buy mm-hmm. if you are strategic, mm-hmm. okay? And remember this, just because rates are high in Texas does not mean it's not high throughout the U.S. Yeah. So, Effectively, if you're still moving, you're still making decisions with your family, those plans aren't on hold. They're, you're still going to make those transitions, mm-hmm. right? And the way to go about it is to, to, to ask for a credit at closing to offset your rate. That's right. Don't worry about paying, you know, a hundred grand more over 30 years. Cause yeah. here's the reality. You're not going to be there for 30 years. Probably okay. Not. So don't get all hung up on the purchase price. Focus more on the rate and the credit at closing. Be aggressive with your offer. Yeah. We're seeing people do price reductions. Okay. If they reduce their price by 50 grand and you like this house, just say, Hey, 
instead of taking 50 grand off like you did last week, why don't we just offer you what you're asking full price, but give us Mm $50,000 cash credit at closing to buy or eight down. And that's pretty substantial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to your lender. Ask about those game plans and scenarios that are offered. Have them communicate with your real estate agent because you can bypass this high rate with that method. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, don't those concessions come out of the equity or profit that the sellers are getting? They don't have to come up with cash to bring to close. The seller doesn't bring $50,000 in cash to closing. That just comes out of what they net, right? Correct. Yeah. So the seller isn't writing you a check up front either. Yeah. So it's, it's not a burden. No, it's yeah. not. It's there. It's it's a it's a wash to them. They take fifty grand off the house, it's and they the get, they come home with fifty grand less, or they give you a fifty thousand yep. dollar cash credit at closing, and they come home with fifty grand less. It's the same difference. It's the same thing. That's why it's important to price your house appropriately, because mm-hmm. you can just waste your time being overpriced. Yeah, and that's a shame. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how we're doing deals. That's how we're getting things done, and. You know, from our team standpoint, the mark this hasn't really impacted uh, our volume or our transactions. We're still going and going and going. Yeah, people um, still need to move. Yeah, so if you're struggling with winning a house that you want because of rates, call us. Yep. Yeah. We absolutely. can walk you through it. We can help you. Yep. Okay. There is always. Yeah, this is this is an old school phrase, uh, and some folks out there might not like it, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. There is. <laughs> so yes, always more than one way. Apparently, there's more than one way to have a corn dog, as well. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, Wilson can tell you about that. I thought that was a very simple thing. Yeah, it, me it too. Someone made it weird. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, that does it for us, and I look forward to seeing everyone next week. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.